when my team wins a big game, it's good. But when my team doesn't win the big game, you better look out, Buster. I'm a loose cannon. This not good at all. Welcome to Too Much Dip. My name is Dave. It's July 26th. It's Monday. We're having a good time. I'm back. I'm tan. And I'm rocked up with Dylan. What's up? Ooh. I've overused that one. Yeah, but it, it, it suits you. It's nice. Thank you. I'm enjoying it. Hey, it's podcast week. You've announced that on both pods. <laughs> People have to know. We got, we don't have, it's not all crossover listener. listeners. Uh, you know, I'm happy to be here. Good. A lot Good. of fun stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff. Lots happened in the last week. I missed a lot. I yeah. was I was keeping uh, tabs on everything via Twitter because uh-huh. a lot of people say you shouldn't open your phone on vacation. You know, you don't have to go on Twitter. I, I believe Twitter's the one that you have to go on. You can't. How you else can't will I know what's, off Twitter? How else will I know what what I'm missing? How else will I know that the Greek freaks eating nugs? Exactly. Ooh, more on that later. More on that later. KJ's here. We got KJ, man, in the building, present. It is podcast week. It's the week where uh, everybody gets to meet their podcast heroes, if you will. Are you boys uh, amped up? Is that, that's why you took the trip to get like an authentic tan before correct. the meetup, correct? You're very, you're very um, astute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did. I wanted to get a little bronze, a little base, and then I'm going to try to hold it over until Saturday, listener meetup. It's not just a circling back listener meetup. It's not just that. Yeah, sure, that's the flagship of the of the company, but too much. the Dip Nation better show up. Dippers are, are, are rolling through. If you're a dipper and you're there, just let me know. Let me or Dylan know. Just kind of walk up and be like, hey, man, I'm doing it for Dippy. Wow. I respect that. Dippy got a shout-out on a uh, public and large uh, sports station recently. But uh, speaking of the meetup real quick, if you see me at the meetup, you know what? Dylan recently uh, admitted to being iced uh, and, and, you know, taking it like a champ, of some cou- might say. Of course. Oh, you know, I'll put the – uh, what do you call it? The fatwa out there for myself. Uh, you find me at the meetup. Wow. Try to ice me. Bet you can't. You just, okay. Wow. <laughs> you just put a price on your own head. Why did you put out the contract on your own hit? <laughs> because I bet they won't. Wow. Oh. Do they serve? Do they serve those there? Do it with the Vizzy, and I'll appreciate it a little bit more. How about that? There needs to be a new name. We need to do it with Vizzy. So you supposed someone to buy you a Vizzy? Was what you saying? Okay, <laughs> this guy's on to it. What if, uh, <laughs> what if you? Uh, what if your buddy's had like he's like going a little quick and it's hot out there and you're like, man, I'm a little worried. He's I don't know if this guy's gonna make it. Oh geez, yeah. So you instead of ice them, you just absolutely fucking murder them in their thirst. Oh shit. And you hit them with an LD, a liquid death. Both of you guys popped LDs before this. Imagine not. I, I guess know. it's not hard for you because you didn't. I didn't. An absolute embarrassment, but this is why to. you don't win, win read of the week. My, 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 <laughs> my, my thirst is on notice. It's gotten to the end of this episode. Then I'm going to absolutely murder it after the episode, but you guys are doing it right in front of our faces. So. This is the only mountain water I drink. I'm absolutely murdering my thirst on a daily basis. The frosty can of pristine Austrian mountain water won't just refresh your body. It will murder your thirst. That might sound a little aggressive, but... There's no other way to put what it's doing to your thirst. Well, Liquid Deaths is all about aggressive branding, David. Well, it looks like you're drinking a, a tall boy of just malt liquor or beer. And it's just, it's incredible. I look like a real son of a bitch, man. You, 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 the you drive, kind you don't mess with. You drive down the highway drinking one of those things, and the people next to you are like, whoa, this guy, oh, it's an LD. Okay. I this, thought he was 
consuming alcohol. This dude's going to pull up to like a Twin Peaks parking lot and get into a shootout. Okay. Damn. There you go. Just throwing cans out the window left and right. I respect <laughs> it. I tried to tell you before the episode you weren't listening. I was like, and introduce me as Charles Manson. You're like, why? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Just do it. I see that you didn't, but it's okay. I told you I had my son's first birthday party last week. And uh, okay. all my nieces and nephews hooked him up with liquid deaths. Just walking around the party, five, six, nine-year-olds just down in liquid deaths in front of their okay. parents. They were all freaking out. I'm like, yeah. Converting them all to murderers, murdering all of their thirst. So in this analogy for the read, he is Charles Manson, and mm-hmm. the kids that he was giving the liquid death to are his disciples that he was having commit he's converting, liquid uh, thirst murders for he's him. He's converting these small, innocent children into murderers. Exactly. That's what he's saying. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Guys, go to liquiddeath.com slash bang. That's liquiddeath.com slash bang to get a free set of koozies with your first order of any case of water or you can just grab some at any Whole Foods or 7-Eleven. Um, look, I like the still. The still's great. I love that we have it in the studio. The sparkling's a great mixer. Oh, yes. I'm doing little zombies on the weekend when I'm trying to turn up a little bit. If you don't know what that is, I don't know how, what to tell you. <laughs> Did you have a little zombie over the weekend? I didn't have a little didn't zombie. Didn't think so. No. Didn't think so. Go to liquiddeath.com slash bang. Check it out. Murder your thirst. That's what we do. We're catching bodies every day. We got a lot to get to. A lot. It says here the goaded Greek, so I didn't know Dylan was getting his own segment. The NBA Finals concluded. You're the goaded Greek. That's what you're telling us to call you. That's what they called me up until Giannis just won his first title. So I I will give it to him. I watched game six, fourth quarter in the um, bar at the resort. I don't know if you guys know this. I was in Cabo at DC Rough. Yeah, we heard about that, On Instagram. Um, I watched it in the bar at a resort, uh, steakhouse. I just popped in there and there was some, a lot of Suns fans in there. And, uh, let me just say as somebody who was silently pulling for the bucks, I, I felt really bad for them cause they looked devastated. Obviously they've never been there. They've never, or they haven't been there since what, since Chuck was there. They've been there, mm-hmm. but they didn't win it. They didn't win it. They've never won it. Um, what can you say about Giannis? His, this is a Dirk esque championship. Yeah. I'm going to relate it back to the Mavs in 41. Yeah. But like. I think everybody's genuinely happy for him, um, the way he handled it. Like, he crushed social media afterward. He went live at Chick-fil-A. No one's doing that. He's hitting up. He's asking the Chick-fil-A, the young lady taking orders, if he can put her on camera. Yeah, like, respect uh, the consent. I think this is uh, the underrated part of all this is Giannis went out of his way to make sure, hey, are you uh, willing to be a part of this chaos? Because there were 150,000 people watching his, uh, his IG live at that time. I talked. I, I, I speak with the kids. Yeah, it was like 10 a.m., wasn't it? Still. But anyways, ordered a 50-piece nugget uh, platter in the drive-thru. And he said, not 51, not 49, 50, because he put up 50 in game six. Uh, you know, certified GOAT status for sure. Even just with that one title with the two MVPs and the defensive MPPs and this title, you know, you got to say, we're not here to talk Dirk's legacy or anything like this. But <laughs> this not? puts Giannis as a four if you're – you know, looking at him as a power forwarder, number four, whatever. Uh, not number four, but as a four, then him, Tim Duncan, starting in the conversation at one, two, and then you talk Dirk, and then, you know, then you talk guys who may have had kids with 13-year-olds. What a response by Giannis, considering we, uh, three three or four weeks ago, we were talking oh, yeah. about him, how the offense was, like, playing better without him in the game because he was he was injured and not playing. Um and to respond the way he did in the finals and to hang 50. The, uh, it's the like hot take artists out there. They were like, it. are they better without Giannis? I love it for him. 
He, he the talk about getting a monkey off your back. That's huge for him. I love it's, it. He went. He put on an absolute show. In like the in the pantheon of like playoff and finals performances. Pantheon. Dirk's up there. Just because mm-hmm. he went – I'm doing it again, but I'm making it about the map. Well, yeah, but he I'm went against saying. LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Went through uh, the Blazers, round one, mm-hmm. and Aldridge, Brandon Roy, that team. Good – really good team, not a yeah. great team. Then swept the Lakers. Then the Thunder with Westbrook, Durant, Harden. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, we know what he did to the Heat. And that was un- – and he was absurd in every series. He was the MVP of every series. Giannis, to do that and – to have like an injury in the in the conference finals that like I don't, I was an idiot and I was like I don't think he, they should play him. Yeah. I don't think it's risk his career, you know, he'll get back here and you know, they didn't ask me. <laughs> luckily. <laughs> um that's that's like a that's like a top 5 finals performance ever. Yeah, for sure. Right? Uh in his series altogether, he put up back-to-back 40-point games, finished it off with a 50-point game, averaged 35 Point two points a game, thirteen point two rebounds a game, five assists. That's just that's uh, that's up there. Obviously, with the amount of injuries these playoffs had, that's not his fault, and he he damn near was a part of that list. But anyhow, NBA draft Thursday night. Otherwise, we'll see you in November, December, whenever the hell they decide to come back next year. Dylan, are you willing to relinquish the title of Greek Freak? For Giannis, like, are you willing to admit, like, you might not be the Greek freak? You might just be the Greek leak. I don't, I don't Greek think leak. anyone's calling me like the Greek Chris leak. leak. Can you, can you just be the goaded Greek, and I'll just keep my nickname of the Greek freak? The leaky Greek. How does that? How does that work? That way, we're all happy. Greek a leak. <laughs> I don't hate that. That's Pete, pretty good. Petey Pablo will perform at uh, at your coronation for sure. Petey Pablo will. Mm-hmm. Shirts off, twisting yep. them around your head yeah, like a helicopter. I was speaking of those others on freak a leak, but we're all on the same page. Um, drafts, uh, drafts Thursday, Thursday night, number one, uh, overall pick likely Cade Cunningham, Cunningham. Arlington, Texas, Arlington. Bowie high school, Bowie, Bowie, Dude, how does that make you feel? Cause I know, man, you just, the, the, the records get thrown out when Bowie and <laughs> Europe high school, whatever it was, Lamar, Lamar, uh, but Bowie was very close to where I grew up. Knew a lot of people there. Bowie was always the place that was known growing up that, uh, when Selena died, they, they all walked out. Did you hear it? Bowie High School and Selena Pass, like they just they couldn't take anymore. They just walked out to memorialize her. That was the only thing I could have. Did that actually that. happen? Uh, yeah, because that's kind of so. cool. If it also, did. high school of Sherrod Harris and uh, another cornerback from that UT era, Aaron something. Sherrod right. Harris, I heard that. That's name. a name. <laughs> I heard that one in a minute. He uh, underwhelmed a bit at Texas. Well, you know who else? No recruits ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> You know who else is underwhelming at Texas? I really don't have a follow-up here because is depending on who you ask, Chris Del Conte is getting the effing job done, the athletic director for Texas, because uh, they served their red letter today. Yes. I guess Texas and OU collectively informed the Big 12 that after the 2025 – how's the term go? The grant of media rights, yeah. it, when, that, when that expires, they will not renew – us leaving them open to uh, pursue other endeavors. The did, y'all, SEC. did y'all talk about this at all last week, or had it not hit? It was not even a yeah part of the. Did it happen thesis. in like twenty minutes? It like, happened like Tuesday morning. Okay. Although, while Greg Sankey, well, the SEC press conference media days were going on, and Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, was there but not on TV. Pine or Pine, 
Feinbaum finds out, and then somebody asks the AD for Texas A&M, who's very young, by the He's way. He's handling this really I've never well, seen this too, guy. man. This they basically pro. ask him like shortly before he comes on air about it, and A&M's response was like the only story to run with up until today when it became official. Yeah, we found out that the discussions had, had been ongoing for six months. Of course, yeah. we just found out about it last week, and things seemingly happened like, over the course of one day. Like Rumors were swirling that Texas and OU were going to join the SEC, and then it just like it was confirmed almost right away. So Very interesting. Six months like is key now to think about it because uh, I'm doing like the WeeBay uh, move here. He knows who WeeBay is. Let's go. Um, this is the wire. Like you got to think that Texas knew this when they went and got Sark. Like when they hired him six months ago. Like yeah, because this Sark. puts us back into January. Yeah, uh, and I wonder what other. Like rumblings, OU might have been like whispering out there to recruits, like during recruiting and all of this. Because I mean, they locked up the number or like their third straight number one quarterback overall. Like, it's uh, here. Wow. Let me let me offer this up. Um, and I'm just thinking, like, recruiting purposes. Do you think they did know when they hired Sark? Because conspiracy theory, if I were, or I guess if I were like Texas and I'm looking for a head coach. Would you not look for somebody with SEC roots? Does Sark have SEC? He doesn't, right? I mean, he just Barely. came from Bama. Bama. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, a, he was an analyst, right? No, he was their no. OC for – He was their OC. So, post his bad things happen when you mix alcohol and drugs you or mean, alcohol and prescription medicine. He goes to Alabama. He goes to Atlanta. Or, no, he goes to Atlanta and then comes to Alabama, I think. Okay. And so, after Kiffin left, they had Sark. But he's a he's a West he's a West Coast guy, yeah. I think. So, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. of, like, you know. Not football scheme, but, like, what the West Coast of the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm From just Washington. thinking, like, a, you have to think a big part of this is, you know, Texas's ability and OU's ability to recruit SEC talent, right? I mean, yes. Tex, I mean, Texas A&M, having been the only SEC program in the state of Texas, absolutely had a leg up in recruiting because of it. I mean, guys just want to play in that league. Yeah. That's how it goes. Well, it just means more. You get to play in Baton Rouge and in Oxford and in Tuscaloosa over, you know, like Manhattan, Kansas. No offense. <laughs> I am being told that. Um, oh, don't don't down the little apple. <laughs> have you ever been to Norman? No. I've never been to Oklahoma, period. Okay. Yeah, you're, that is so shocking to me. It is shocking. Never done a Windstar trip. No. No. You're not missing much. Like, for as many Oklahoma times as he's gone great. up to DFW in his lifetime, like, Never accidentally drove too far. A lot of people will do the spontaneous one star trip, yeah. which I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not like above doing. I'll, I will go to Oklahoma. It just hasn't happened to this point. It's so like you don't want to cross the red. There's probably a record of you saying specifically. I have no reason to ever go to Oklahoma. <laughs> it's not, it's not exactly a destination <laughs> state. Let's be honest. You're right. Um, it's not a thriving. You never done uh, Stillwater in the tourism. Winter? Well, no. Let's back up here. So. If you're Texas and Oklahoma, I think the throwaway reason for wanting this, everyone just says, is money. Texas is one of the highest generating college football programs in the nation. A&M is a, as well. Um, Oklahoma, obviously doing very well for themselves. They're comfortable money-wise. They're going to make more. But whenever I'm beginning to think about, okay, the timing of it, if it's happened six months ago, that changes things. But the only things that have changed of late outside of them just – you know, coming up in these media negotiations have been the NIL rules, which I don't think either of them are going to benefit in any more or less. Like, that's not going to matter for your conference as much. Or the expansion of the playoffs from four teams to 12 teams. And I wonder how much that may have to do with it. We all know that the Big 12 
was really kind of sliding in favorability from a conference standpoint, like going to the SEC may slightly increase their uh, opportunities to consistently be a part of the uh, conversation and not be on the well, outside looking in. That, my thought initially was like, okay, like the long-term play with OU, it's like we'll be able to recruit. OU's made the playoffs like what, mm-hmm. three year, three times, right? Three or four times in the last since its inception. Yeah. And it, they're like, okay, well, we're not in the tier of like your Bama's. I guess just Bama. Uh, we can recruit, start recruiting, get flipping SEC guys. Um, then we will be. It'll put us over the top, and we'll be in that conversation. Because that's what I'm hearing from sooner. My sooner friends is like, we're going to be the next Bama. They're not saying it in like that matter of fact way, but they're basically like, yeah, we're going to be. We're so going to. So they run think it. this again. Okay, yeah. amp up their recruiting enough to be the. Okay, I don't know. That's a thought, and but my thought is it's like. I know it's a it's a it's obviously a better conference and but like you've made the playoff because your ability to run the Big Twelve exactly you're kind of you're you're giving that up and obviously there's money money and recruits their path their pathway to. to the playoff is it's much more much difficult. easier than Arkansas yeah look Ole at Miss. Arkansas Arkansas has been irrelevant since like the Southwest Conference I mean they you know they play whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Brian uh, what is his name I mean they they played. A, a down Texas right now, and they play Iowa State, and they play TCU, and these teams are they're decent. But they got to play Kansas State. But it's not LSU, Alabama. Right. The biggest game on their schedule each year has been when they play Ohio State or when they're playing somebody out of the exactly. conference. Yeah, even, exactly. Even playing Texas really only draws regional interest. Like <clears throat> I imagine, if I live out East Coast, like do I really care about? Do the we overrate Red that River rivalry? Rivalry? I think so. I heard somebody on a. On the ticket in Dallas, say that it's like a top five rivalry in sports. Oh, sports! In sports, no. and I, I was like, dude, that seems insane. It's, it's to an, me. I think it's an excellent rivalry game, and yes, it, regionally I it's love, awesome. I love the way, like the teams meet in the middle. Half the stadium is just split right down the middle, orange and red. It's very, very cool. Ariana Grande. So. Um, but when when Texas or when when one of the teams is down, like that's, that's how any rivalry goes. People just don't care as much. You're right, but it is one of those. Damn it. it! It is a it, big time. It's a rivalry. throw the record out. Like bad Texas teams have beaten better OU teams. But yeah. how many years would they be away from like a uh, fallen wayside of like Florida State, Miami? Like think of how that was. You know, uh, for us growing up in uh, the you know, '90s and, and some of those games with Bobby Bowden and and all the teams that would run through uh, Coker's teams and whatnot from I mean, uh, Miami. Like that was the yeah, rivalry. Watch. Started, Michigan State, Ohio, or Michigan, Ohio State. Similarly, still has a little bit of that cachet, but like. All it takes is, like, if OU had, like, three down years, nobody cares. It's how they all go. Yeah, no one cares about a Florida State-Miami one because they're just not the same program right. as they used to be. When Auburn is down, no one cares about the Iron Bowl as much. It's just That's just how the shit goes. Right. Um, from Texas' perspective, or let me just give my, my thoughts on yeah. it as a whole. I, I hate it, and I, I hate it because uh, – not even because I'm a T-shirt Baylor fan, uh, newly adopted Pony fan. Thank you, KJ, Respect. for Welcome adopting to the me. club. Um, but because of like the regional, like so, all my friends um, went to Big Twelve schools. So like, I've got friends who went to Texas, friends who went to Tech. It a lot sucks of for those schools. It absolutely does. Well, it sucks for them, but it sucks for like the banter, like, like, hey, dude, yeah, we're gonna drive up. Yeah. I've got a friend who lives in um, Lubbock. Like, dude, we're coming up for the for the game. Um, if it's, you're, it's that whole that whole the 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 regional aspect of it for big 12 schools i feel like is is something that's going to yeah. be lost for a lot of people right for for 
Tech fans and for Baylor fans, for TCU fans, this sucks. Like, it really does. The, the conference loses a lot of cachet, and um, we get Texas and Texas A&M back. Do we, though? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Which is – That's that, my next part. Which like, is one of the, the oldest rivalry games out there and needed to happen. Well, before we harp on A&M real quick, I will, I'll fully co-sign everything you said about the regional rivalries being gone, like – just the thought of being able to see so many of your other college buddies, if you went to school in Texas or really in the region, it being accessible, hey, I'm going to crash at your house for this game, you know, especially while you're in college and even post-grad. I don't even know that you even get much of that back until we get to Texas A&M with the thought of like, yeah, you can get to go to Nashville every few years or, oh, man, the Gamecocks or Florida's coming to town. Like, it'll be a big game, but eh. like, are people in Gainesville going to be excited that Texas is coming to play them? Maybe. Oklahoma probably a little bit more, but I, I get it. I'm I like chaos. I don't like the thought of losing the Big 12's regional impact and all of the options that are going to follow for the Big 12 aren't going to give you any more regional influence. Like, yeah, pipe dream SMU gets to take a step forward. They're not ready. They're not there. You know, it's that's probably not going to be what it is. It's going to include people from BYU's and other markets that matter even less um this is me i'm basing this off of like people i know but Mm -hmm. is there are there a lot of people like a lot of uh people who went to texas texas fans that are friends with like people went to a&m i feel like they don't they don't i feel like they don't mix like and it's not just because they're in a lot of very different together how about that maybe they're not best friends and they have one-on-one text exchanges but they're definitely in a group but not even not because like not because of like necessarily the rivalry. I just think they're like very different people, and I know that's really yeah. stupid because Texas is such a huge institution. As is A and M. I don't know if you know this. They've got a very large alumni um, network. Yeah, I don't want to talk too tell much you. shit. They'll tell you all about Can it. Can I get my thoughts as a Texas fan? Yeah, yes, that's what people want. Texas joining the SEC. Kind of a double edged sword for me. I'm really excited about it. The SEC is the best conference, obviously. The games are going to be overall much more exciting moving forward. Yeah. That's great. Money, I don't I don't care about the money. I don't see a dollar of it. Like when when fans are like, "Oh, this is like a program that makes so much more money." Like, why do you care? Does that mean that they're going to drop tuition to uh, affordable rates? I don't know. <laughs> so, I am really excited about it. Texas joining the best football conference there is. Games are great. Um more Oh, the Longhorn Network is going to get the fuck off, which I think is a huge, a huge Is that going win, away? A huge win for – I think it has to with the SEC Network. It's oh, gonna no. Take, gonna Better download your Rose Bowl copy up. now. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Um, on the other hand, is Texas – when is Texas going to be competitive again? You're not looking forward 12, to four and eight seasons? They have struggled big time in the Big 12 over the past, I don't know what, 15 years or so. Um, and that's without playing Alabama, without playing – LSU without playing Texas A&M. Yes, I'll give you a little credit, Texas A&M. Uh, I just, I don't know. From I'm just saying. I just, I just, it's gonna be tough. Well, it's gonna be no, tough. It, it's it can, it's gonna it be can tough. Go one of two ways. You could be Missouri and jump in the conference, have an early flash, and then have no residual like benefit from it. You know, obviously Gary Pinkle's departure has a little bit to do with that, but they didn't ride that wave and maintain that consistency like they should have, like A&M has, built a new stadium. Obviously, Manziel had a lot to do with that and catching fire. Well, obviously, everyone around Manziel had a lot to do with that and catching fire in a bottle or lightning in a bottle early on. But 
I think Texas is going to more likely be closer to what A&M did than a Missouri because you've got all of the players here. It still blows my mind that players care that much about the conference with the exception of the fact that if I'm any team in the conference, I show up and I just show you the NFL draft list and I say 67 players out of the SEC in the first three days or whatever it yeah. might be. And that's nobody else can play that card because you know you can get drafted from anywhere, but your odds go up just based on name. When all five linemen from a school get drafted or four different DBs get drafted, not all of them hit, yeah, but, but they Texas, all get drafted. Texas has not put anybody into the NFL. But it won't lately. matter, though. I think players will now be able to say, like, you know, you're Texas, I can play in this league, and now just because we're playing top competition, I've got film against top yeah, players, I guess so. I'm going to the league. You're the game on Saturday. Yeah. You're on CBS. Well, not anymore. Fuck. I think that's why they uh, wanted Wait, to do this. Because they didn't have to fucking hear Vern Lundquist over their plays. All over. SEC Vern. is going to ESPN, and that probably has a little bit to do with the timing of this mm-hmm. because ESPN runs the fucking college football world. So they own all of you know uh, the rights for Texas or the Longhorn Network. They now have the SEC media rights. So there's probably not a long split in between how these two things came to be. Um, but can we give our thoughts on how You're A&M handled the last A&M. seven days, <laughs> six if I, days? If I'm an is. Aggie, and I'm sure there's, I'm sure a majority of like the student base and alumni base. They really don't care. They probably, I, I really think that. But the way the administration, their, their chancellor, I'm trying to find uh, that's handled this. Go ahead. Well, it's just, it's just, it's like they're, in, they're like, all right, let's write a statement, but let's make it like the worst look. First of all, it was reported that when the, when Texas and OU approached the SEC about negotiations and the possibility of them jumping ship and joining the SEC, the A&M was somehow left completely in the dark about it, left out of conversations. Sure, they have a right to be mad about that, but they need to be mad at the SEC, and they don't need to look absolutely just – they look scared. Ross Bjork. Ross Bjork. More Plus like Ross. Ross, Dork. <laughs> Ross Dork. Dork, he this says. This guy looks like he certainly has done some kip-ups in the last 15 days. <laughs> is, is this the guy who, who said in the interview um, – uh, I saw a video of it, uh, like how we – we, being Texas A&M, wants to be the only SEC school mm-hmm. in the state of Texas. This, yep. That's the guy? And had, like, okay. the over-my-dead-body type a- attitude yeah. about it when he first heard about it. So, yes, that was his response as the news was breaking. It's like, of course, being the only team is in the SEC is an advantage. I'm like, whoa, like, you've got so much other history, so many other things to lean on, and now you're admitting – you're saying the quiet part out loud, basically. Like, everyone in the SEC knows that the best value, if you're not Alabama, is just to say you're in the SEC, like – this is you know what we bit, I've bitched about year in and year out when you see the preseason rankings. And then your schedule just benefits from the fact that, okay, you lost, but you lost to 12. And you yeah. lost to 15. And all of you end with five losses, but then like somebody bubbles up and finishes the season at 20 for no reason. Mississippi State's benefited from this for years. Uh, and A&M's like, we wanted to be the only team in the conference. I'm like, okay, get bent. Apparently they did have a uh, gentleman's agreement or handshake agreement on that if any member of the conference is in a state and the conference wants to add another member in that school's state, that they get kind of a right of refusal. So, like, if Florida State wanted to join the SEC, Florida could basically come in and say, yeah, that's not happening. And I don't think Florida State and Miami have been that bad off in the ACC. I guess there's, you know, maybe that's part of why they've kind of sucked over the past few years, but – 
I just don't see the reason to bitch this much in a state this big. It just doesn't add up to me. Yeah, it just looks bad. It makes the fan base look bad. Um, all I know is the first time I hear a SEC chant on West 6th Street in Austin, oh, I'm going to fucking move. Oh, no. I'm selling my house. I didn't think about that. I can that. promise you I will never be SEC fan guy. I can Dude, promise you Dude, the thought that. of, like, Brennan and um, Tanner from Westlake, some sophomore, like, delts that are, like, chanting SEC, like, at if Little Woodrow's, it just fan, makes me want to die. If you're a fan of a conference more so than your team, you are an absolute loser. I'll say it. You are a fucking loser. I'm quietly removing the AAC sticker off the back of my car. <laughs> <laughs> question for for you guys. Yeah. Probably KJ would be better suited to answer this question. Um, when will the patch switch from Big 12 to SEC? Like, when is this actually going to be official? When will they be in so, the conference? There's a buyout. Yeah, there's two different things at play here. Their media rights run out in 2025. Um I guess hypothetically they could switch conferences, but all of their media rights money would go to the Big 12. That's not going to happen. Um, both schools would have to pay a buyout. I think it's $76 million per school, which if you want to look up, I, I hate going back to endowments because we've learned over the past year and a half that's a stupid way to measure money. But these schools have the money. Go look at the price of oil is probably the better way when you're talking about these two schools. Um they can come up with $150 million between the two of them. Hell, they've probably donated it to, like, Greg Abbott by now just from Texas. <laughs> um, so they can pay their way out of it, but both the SEC is going to have a little bit of say as far as the timing, and the Big 12 will have a little bit of sway. It's not going to happen in the next six weeks. If it does, I will be happy to see the chaos when I'm wrong. But my best guess, probably next year or the year after. Probably two years is probably – like, if I'm putting my money anywhere, two years out. I need at least one season of the farewell tour just to see which oh, yeah. fan base is – Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm sneaky I'm, – I'm thinking um, Stillwater's going to be a tough one and Lubbock's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Lubbock for sure because look how they handle losing their coach. Lubbock's going to run. Not great. <laughs> Not great. They're still blocked on, it, on the internet. Does Texas them. go to Lubbock this year? I don't know. Oh. I hope so. I really oh, hope so. It's going to be a – a bloody crime scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, dude, oh, so stands for. speaking of Chris Beard, this is good for Texas basketball. Yes. Because, I mean, like, the Big 12, second best, arguably, basketball conference. They had the national champion, Baylor, the Bears. I don't know if you saw that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they don't have to deal with Kansas anymore. Like, go to the SEC. Not Kentucky. that the SEC is bad. You've got good teams, but it's not it's not heavy like the yeah. Big 12 has been. Bama's on the rise. You obviously have Kentucky. Um, but yeah, the other sports, it'll be interesting. See if the baseball just got that much more interesting softball as well. Like hell, half the college world series was either sec or big 12 or Texas and Oklahoma. What about say. swimming? Didn't they win the natty and swimming this year? Texas wins the natty and swing almost every year, I think. And yeah. track and field there. Well, A&M, that would also be another thing. A&M and Texas have massive track and field teams. Like shout out to the track cats. Uh, that'll be interesting. Texas relay. Shout out. Um, there's, as we would say, more to come uh, on this, obviously, but gut reaction, happy for the chaos, the what could happen from here on out. If you hear anybody definitively tell you that this is going to lead to X, they don't know what the fuck they're talking Super about. Super conference, frankly. bro. We're heading to two mega conferences, one for Fox and one for CBS or ESPN, and I'm like, okay. Like, nobody knows what the next few days is going to look like because it's all going to be based on, like, the 
like schools machismo and positioning like Notre Dame remaining independent after all of this seems less likely question mark is Baylor about to be independent no I think that the somebody brought up the potential of like Big 12 just outright merging with another conference would probably be the best outcome for all the teams in the Big 12 because then they don't have to get piecemealed away, like separated from other Texas schools. What do you think about when people talk about a cultural fit as far as like schools and like, so like a, a Big 12, like Kansas or Kansas State, are they a cultural fit in the Pac-12? Or not even worrying about the regional, because I heard people yeah. talking about it like about Baylor or any, any religious private school. I know TCU is not the most religious school, but you know. But it's in their name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's like kind of an overrated thing. I, I don't think that it's – I think when they talk about that, I think they talk about how, like, uh, rabid is the fan base, how passionate is the fan base or being involved in, like, traveling and, like, you know, how diehard are they? Like, what are they going to bring to the conference from that standpoint? But uh, TBD, you know. Um, just off the top, you mentioned, like, the possibility of a merger. I'm like, I would love to have U of H in the Big 12. Obviously, they're not filling the shoes of Texas or OU. But yeah. U of H – Again, a regional school, uh, SMU. U of H would probably be a stronger fit, I'd just be say, because you get a market that you don't have, um, and you get a school that I think can jump up very quickly. Yeah, they're in Houston. They've already they've kept a lot of like four four star Houston guys at home, much like SMU's done in mm-hmm. Dallas. And like you put them in a bigger conference, like and they've got a coach who's you know, Holgerson's had success. Like I don't know. It could, I, be, it could be something to watch. The best thing that could happen to Houston is that uh, people return to, uh, I don't know what restaurants Tillman Fertitta currently owns. Landry's? But yeah, like hoping his restaurant stock goes up because that's where money for Houston's going to come from. Does he still own the UFC? No. Oh, yeah, he sold it. Yeah. Tough. Just the rocks. All right. All right. I'm excited. Okay. Are you, are, you, that's, are you rocked up? 30 to 33 I'm, I'm days rocked. for college Just, just because the quality of football is going to get better. And the, Have we convinced you? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm still – I you know, I, I don't look forward to any Texas national championships over the next 15 years, but um, it's going to be fun. Again, it's gonna be fun. you would have never thought A&M would have. But, uh, how about this? Texas attend, not attends, uh, ends up in the semifinals or better. So this is assuming 12 games or more. And if it's only four teams, they go to the college football championship. And you've got to get an SEC swoop. He's had an one in the past. They don't have one in college. Dude. Yes. People forget. But imagine it being like a salt and pepper swoop. <laughs> this year? I mean, No, no, no. I mean, I'm saying like, uh, we'll give you – I don't know when they're going to join. Within the first two years of them joining. We'll hedge the bet that way. How long do I have to keep the swoop for? Just through the game. Well, I guess however you like grow it, so a week. I have to a yeah, week I, after I gotta, the growth. Oh god! You got to hold on to the hair. But right. it's the first two years after they join. Okay, deal. There we go, people. Okay. SEC swoop. Bama bangs. <laughs> Bama bangs. bangs. Mississippi mudslides. Speaking of spaces on his head. Let's talk about our friends at Headspace. You nailed that, guys. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guy that helped you sleep, focus, act, be better? There is. <laughs> there is. Okay. And if you've got 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. We've used it. We did it before the deal. Yep, I've said it before. I've used uh, Headspace for a while, even before they were a sponsor. Um, as a beginner, it's the perfect just kind of step-by-step walk you through the, the motions guide. 
It doesn't take long at all. I've done a three-minute one. I've done a 10-minute one. All extremely effective. Look, it's a crazy time. You feel overwhelmed. They've got a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you're in a time crunch, knock it out. That's the one I love. You need some help falling asleep. You got a baby that kept you up or something. They can really help you feel better, and they can really help you wind down. They've got all sorts of stuff for parents, headspace. They've got a morning meditation you can do with your kids. How about that? You got to get, get Parks in on this. Get Parks. his mindfulness game. Oh, yeah. He's got to get his mind right. I love it. They've got over 60 million down, downloads. Uh, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits and 600,000 five-star reviews. Makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash bang. That's headspace.com slash bang for a free one-month trial with access to their full library of meditations for every situation. It's the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash bang today. Boys, talk a little uh, Olympics. I know Let's you guys go. have been dialed. I almost canceled my Cabo trip to watch. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I did not. At DC Ruff, if you want to see what that trip looked like on Instagram, at D Carter Ruff on Twitter and Snap. Hey, what's wrong with the men's basketball team, folks? Mm. Lots of the Frenchies. Well, France is not a bad team. They have Rudy. They've I been together it. for a long time. They got Patty Mills. Good day, mate. Mm, no, he's Australian. Australian. Oh fuck! They don't have Patty Mills. Who am I the good day mate. You did, you did got the you got the good day mate. They do have who's the right? Nicholas Batum. Batum, that's what I'm thinking of. He's the superstar. Maybe you're thinking of Tony Parker, who no longer plays, that's but he he was French. Or what he are you trying French. to say? And him and Patty Mills uh, were in the same backcourt at teammates. one point, right? Yeah, yeah. Come yeah on. So they're both Spurs. Yeah. Give me a break. It's just a sports. <laughs> Patty Mills, good your mom's day, best mate. friend. That was a very Jim Knox move. Well, the guy, as somebody who has to watch some Spurs games from time to time, the play-by-play guy, that's his bit. When Patty Mills hits a three, Patty Mills, good day, mate. Oh, no. And he gets real old real quick. <laughs> worse than worse than cha-ching, another Mavs money ball. Oh, my Shout gosh. out to uh, whatever that dude's name was. That's old school. People won't remember that. But, yeah, they <laughs> lost to France. Tough scene. I didn't watch it because I'm not a – I don't have Peacock Premium. <laughs> I don't either. And I don't really – even though, like – I don't know why. I'm like I'm holding out out of principle right now, because I'm like mad that I'm gonna have to do it. So I'm just holding out as long as I can, even though I've got like all sorts of shit that I don't use yeah. in my in my app. Bar. Anybody else surprised to see that Drew Holiday and Devin Booker have joined the team already? And Chris Middleton. And Chris Middleton mm-hmm. already. Yeah. Like, right after quick. they flew pry like yeah. Right after uh, Giannis was like getting nugs and doing the. Uh, uh, parade the next day. They what kind of incentive do these the guys have to play on this team? I know they're not getting paid much. See, uh, pride, love of country. Is that it? I mean, not not. That's I'm sure that some there's probably it, marketing dollars associated with it. And yeah. the more I learn about the impact, or not impact, but the influence that um, some of these clothing brands have on athletes, like hearing about Kevin Durant going to the uh, Warriors specifically to crush Under Armour's uh, popularity. Because he brought Nike, he was Nike and Steph obviously yeah. was Under Armour, so becoming the star there and crushing them. Like, I, you've got to think that these people who were on, you know, a Nike deal or something like that, the Nike's like, hey, here's the, here's where the check's coming from. It's not coming from like the U.S. Okay. Basketball Association. Because if, if I'm Booker and I just came off a devastating loss in the finals, I'm like, I'm just going to cool my heels for a few yeah. weeks. Also, like the networking for potential, like, I mean, this is where super teams can be born. A lot of, you know. You make friends, so you know. 
player X, player Y link up. I'm like, dude, we should play together when your contract's up. You and need to build. come to come to Dallas. Yeah. Um, and build link and build. Um, I don't know, man. It's you get clout too. I feel like men's basketball. Like if if KD goes live, a million people are watching it. Like there's a real easy. It, it's not difficult for them to get to do numbers and increase their uh, their enhance their followers. I guess is what I'm trying to say. One of uh, well, actually, should say one of. The men's basketball team was only one of the, you know, quote-unquote disappointments over the weekend, though. The women's gymnastics finished second, I guess, in the prelims uh, for Saturday. The uh, determined who would enter the finals. That will be Tuesday. I don't know if it will happen Monday night and then show Tuesday night, but look that up wherever you find your information. But uh, The Rock, uh, or the ROC, if you will, uh, finished first in women's gymnastics as a team, uh, which was a surprise and a bit of an upset, so... Yeah. Shout out to the country formerly known as the Russian Olympic Committee. And let me say this. Um, the Russians are so much prettier to watch on the floor. Like, And also, I'm not going to say Simone doesn't have to try because like, the stuff she does is very difficult. But I feel like she doesn't care like the other girls do because she still knows she'll win no matter what. And she's like aware of that. And I've got to say this as well. I was very impressed by China's bars overall. And the Sun- Sunni's bars specifically, they were phenomenal, of course. Uh, is that Sunny or Sunnies? They do so many Higgins on bars, and it's insane to bend your hands in that direction. It's like inverted. Those are my notes on the gymnastics. That's wild. You know, I think it's you know very interesting. I, I don't know if I want to say maybe you're a little jealous of Simone's skill set, but you know the pairing of both uh, Team China's bars and then coming back to the U.S. competitor Sunni uh, is interesting. Uh, to say the least. Shout out to the Twin Cities, um, but. I, I definitely dig the insight. It's 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 unique that you've got that perspective, David. No one watches with. I got bars. No one watches as meticulously as you do. Well, it's just like I I take this shit seriously, man. It's not a hobby. It's like, dude, I got to take notes on this if I'm watching right. gymnastics. Stick right. it as a top five movie all time for me. So you know, I appreciate gymnastics. Is that on your recommended or? <laughs> Jeff Bridges classic. Check it out. Uh, Katie Ledecky. Third mm. disappointment. Not really, because... Uh, I was told she was goaded. She is definitely goaded. And she got silver, and it was, as far as, you know, bad take here. Okay. I, I think swimming is incredibly exciting to watch. I think the buildup is exciting. I think that there's... I don't know that I'm, like, watching that gymnastics and track and field and be like, these are my three. These are them. Like, I got just as much joy out of watching three-on-three or, you know, handball or archery as I do swimming. It just doesn't do it for me as Michael much. Michael Phelps did a lot for swimming. He he put it on the map. For sure. Not that it wasn't just more so Yeah, but he smoked pot, so <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't really going anywhere definitively with that, but I'm not as disappointed in Katie Ledecky getting second to Miss Titmus from Australia okay. because the Australian swimming team is freaking – yeah, I goated, goated, goated. I can't do it. That it's got really good. Co- no, actually. mine was a little more twangy. I goated. <laughs> good day, mate, Tony Parker. Uh, but I am watching intently. I don't know. I mean, the real story of the entire Olympics is the Slovenian basketball team. Oh, How late go. did you stay up watching this? Well, luckily, my son decided to not sleep and cry from about nine p.m. to midnight. And um, it just so happened uh, Slovenia-Argentina kicked off at about a little after 11. 
our time. So I watched the first quarter, a little bit into the second, and I I went to bed, and I think Luca had like 21. And I was like, well, okay, well, they got this. And I woke up, and he had 48, so two away from the 50-piece, the coveted 50-piece. That's what people are calling it when you have 50 points. 40-minute game, too. Yeah. Like, and uh, he was the talk. I love my favorite thing is waking up, typing in Luca's name into the Twitter and just hitting search, <laughs> seeing the top tweets and doing the latest. Just seeing people like gush over Luca. It's one of my favorite things. As a guy who gushes over Luca, trust me. Mm. They call me gusher. Really? <laughs> I'm just gonna add a quick note to run back. <laughs> I did see uh, some other disappointing news, not to just blow by the Slovenian news, because obviously Slovenia's gonna they're gonna medal. They're gonna do well. Uh, nobody expected Luis Scola at 42 to really put he up much. He looks great, in. too. He's Does like, he still wear a headband? No, he's, like, distinguished. He's got gray in his beard. He looks – he's handsome as hell right now. He's 42? Mm-hmm. Spain? Yeah. Uh, Argentina. Oh. I, you know, I would have guessed Spain if I hadn't just Whoa. said he played for Argentina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, other sad news, disappointing news, John Rahm, speaking of Spain. Uh, out Spanian. of the Olympics. Let's talk about the vax. Positive COVID test. COVID I think got him we've again. had enough What's going of on? COVID got him again, man. What? Three straight, I'm sorry? Three straight PCR pos- positive PCR tests, which I'm not going to go down this road. Let's do it. But I think that <laughs> we have to understand when we're talking about international travel, like as you and I and you as well, like had any of us tested positive in Mexico, we could have been like, hey, well, I had this five months ago. And they've been like, all right, yeah, hop on a plane. Like it's just kind of the way it goes. So, probably non-contagious. It just sucks. Dims the rules. Well, and he was so when he got when he had it the first time. Remember, and he was mm-hmm. six six shots up at I don't know a Memorial or what tournament it was. Um, he had had his first vax, his first shot like a week prior. Or I guess so. He he said I wish he got I would have gotten it sooner. That's, had, that's what it, it was. It may have been sooner than a week. It may have been like three days prior. Yeah. So he was conceivably not only had the virus because he had tested positive previously, mm-hmm. he had been fully vaxed. Mm-hmm. And then he just tested positive again. So all within like a two, three month span, which like I know there's outliers. That just uh, that is just terrible luck. Although um, you unless know, you don't really want to go. <laughs> are you saying I, false flag? No, no. I'm just like if I'm him. At the same time, like I didn't realize PGA still were putting on events, knowing golf was going to be at the Olympics. I think that's kind of a poor decision on their behalf. Like let your international game get mm. some attention. I guess they don't. The rounds don't start till Friday. So maybe they don't have any tournaments this upcoming week, but I'm like, why am I seeing Louis headlines right next to Bryson and Rom headlines? Like, let the Olympics shine a little bit. But anyways, I don't know. Whatever. Rom's out. That's not why we brought this up. Big Bryson, news. The big news. Well, BDC is also staying home, and there's only one man that can save us after Bryson DeChambeau tested. Let's flip and go. I should have uploaded uh, the whole Kogan theme song to uh... <laughs> Only one man. What do you mean, did? Brooks has, oh Patrick Reed Captain I th- I thought, America I thought you, Brooks sir. Kepka weighed in on on no. the COVID situation or something. he's way but too yeah. cool for the Olympics he, pro- he probably would have tweeted all right I'll go yeah, <laughs> yeah. or no he would have gone to a fucking urgent care got a test and just tweeted out the negative results yeah some absolutely. of us are built different <laughs> yes that's what he would have done I'm surprised he didn't volunteer for this because you know he only he doesn't eat steak in the states that's you've true you've ever had the Chateau Brion. The Wagyu? Of course. It's life-changing for Brooks. And he could have had that in Tokyo, presumably, but that's that's fine. I really need a Patrick Reed gold medal. 
It would it would be the the most hilarious like storyline of the Olympics for me, just because. <laughs> Who else are we sending over? Patrick there? Reed, Morikawa, I think Xander. Zander. We went through this last week. It was uh, Colin, Xander, Bryson, and Deej. No, no, Justin Tom. Yeah, JT. JT. Yeah, JT, Colin, Xander, yeah. Bryson. <laughs> Bryson. <laughs> wow. You see that? Yeah. I stopped short of knowing if it was Thomas or Thompson after, after I got through that. Just a JT, man. Yeah, exactly. It's Justin cool. Tom. Yeah. J Tom. J Tommy. Uh, yeah, this, look, the. I think I mentioned this before. Like my, so my dad played this course when he was younger, just because my his dad was in the Air Force, as was my dad. So it's kind of cool. I'm like, oh, my dad's played this course in Japan that they're playing at. So, kind of cool for me to watch, even though I've never played it and probably never will. And he'll probably be texting me like, oh yeah, they changed this hole like this way, blah blah blah. <laughs> and that's great. Otherwise, I remember the last time around when uh, it was Justin Rose won the gold last time they did golf in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the presentation was hard to watch. Golf on TV is always hard to watch for many reasons, but, like, Olympic golf is very hard to watch. There's a lot of commercials in, like, all yeah. of the Olympic games. And it golf with totally commercials, different. it just does not feel yeah. the same. And they throw it to other events a lot. And if, unless you get, like, the continuous feed on True TV or something, you're going to be a I'm little gonna, frustrated with it. I'm going to pay for Peacock. Any really bad Dang tattoos it. show up in any of our golfers yet? Uh, what if we find out Bryson got one? <laughs> Oh, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> he, you gotta get it. You gotta get it removed immediately. Like you immediately just go over it with like uh, an organ. Why did Ricky do that to his arm? Because he won the gold, didn't he? <laughs> he absolutely did not. <laughs> no, he didn't. There were quite a few athletes last night that I saw, swimmers included, that inevitably all of the ones with tattoos underperform. Like there was a guy yeah. with like the big UT logo on his ribs, and I think he finished maybe not even top four. And then the guy who's fully arm sleeved. Uh, I, I can't I remember names. Also didn't do very well. Anyhow, uh, golf starts Thursday. Track and field begins Friday because I know we were all wondering. Uh, next weekend is your track and field weekend. That's the one. You guys ready to party? Yeah, let's do this. I'm ready to party, David. Well, I'm ready to party. I just Sometimes I don't know about you. You, you have kidding? that look like I don't know if Dylan's going to party. party. Let's party. Now we're partying. Ooh. Seattle crack and expansion draft and NHL trade deadline. You probably heard about it on the NHL trade melt with Brett Merriman. Let me just Co. say, he, he absolutely crushed, crushed that production. I think Nailed he put, it. He put it together seemingly in a day. Dude, I, I was watching it from Cabo. Like, had like big, I was like, what big are they time doing? guests lined up. He had like, the, it looked sharp. Uh, he knew what he was talking about. The guests knew what they were talking about. They just kind of crushed it, man. This is incredible to see what the other parts of Wash Media are capable of doing. Uh, and not throwing the too much stiff sports tagline on their sports-related events. Ooh. Shout out to Tim Howard. Thanks, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Damn. I'm kidding. Damn. Brett knocked it out. Of Just the saying. Park. The train I was melt. nothing but jealous the whole time. Dude, Built his own studio for it and everything. It's it was a trade melt, Dave. Dude, the trade is melting. It melted right in front of our faces. Pete Blackburn's face is just glorious to watch yeah. the whole hours. You know what else is melting, KJ? Out of touch and out of uh, bad uh, team mascot names. <laughs> <laughs> the Indians are no more. The Guardians. They're now the Guardians. They guard. As the only uh, one of us three with the big C on a shirt and his wardrobe, do you have any strong opinions about changes of this nature or about Cleveland specifically? Well, as someone who has, uh, <laughs> who is part Native American. Thank you. And uh, also, the original, like, Just because you have Chief a peace Wahoo, bike doesn't make you Chief Wahoo American. logo, well, <laughs> definitely problematic. 
as a child, was my favorite in all of sports, which is oh. why it was my, my first baseball cap I ever owned was a Cleveland Indians hat with the Chief Wahoo on it. Um, an all-time just goaded logo. Again, problematic. I get it. So I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna miss it. Problematic yet goaded. I'm gonna miss. I mean, it hadn't been around for a long time. They just they they dropped they dropped that particular logo a while back. But uh, it needed to happen. I I, I don't to particularly care yeah. for the Guardians or the. It's growing on me. In or the, the branding they've they've gone with here. But um, it, it is what. Have it you is. seen the meme that puts it next to Polly Walnuts? From the Sopranos, because they've got the wings, the yes. white wings in there. Yes. Okay, it's pretty I like good. that. I like I that. I like that too. What, what's the origin of Guardian here in this context? Do we know like what it was named after? Is there a story behind it? Or? Guards. LeBron James plays guard, and they kept they saved on keeping the Ians. So what, what I'm. They didn't want to go with LeBronians. What I'm learning is that no one really knows. No, what it means. no, nobody it, knows. It's hard to There's say. There's no one, so no way to know. Say. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it. I'm just you know. If I was from Northeast Ohio, maybe I'd have stronger opinions about it. But I'll tell you, I went to sleep thinking just as much about the Cleveland baseball team as I did uh, last night. I did as I would have two weeks ago. Like, it just don't. It doesn't move the needle. People yeah. will get over it uh, a year into it. Like, I don't know if you recall, Dave, when they were building the Ranger Stadium and they were talking about the field. And those people wanted them to keep grass. Even we talked about yeah. it, I think. And they talked about the fact they were using crushed coconut shells. And, like, some new age way to keep the field cool instead of uh-huh. just, you know, being hot for players. And I'm like, nobody's going to give a shit. I haven't heard one peep about it. Yeah. Mostly because the team sucks, but anything about it. <laughs> there are, and it's not going to be any different here. Yeah, there are certainly worse names in professional sports. Yeah. The, I'll throw one out. The Houston Texans. <laughs> Texans sucks. Titans hell suck. is that? <laughs> the Texans. They're from Texas. As a Texan, I feel represented and slighted by your comments. Um, DJ Dillashaw, victorious in his comeback, served a two-year suspension uh, for EPO use. Is that the guy from Explain. Silicon Valley? It is not. Explain something to it's me, not Dave. the guy who got canceled. <laughs> I watched, uh, I watched a, a minute recap of like a montage of the highlights of that fight. Sure. He got his ass kicked. How did he win? He definitely won the fight. Really? Yeah, I mean, he took damage in the first round, first or second round. It fucked his he eye. Got his up. brain Horrible beat cut. Looked like. No, he he was. Okay. Yeah, I, I I definitely think he won the fight. Now it was close. I saw that he he had control for like eight plus minutes. Is he that, did. What does that mean? Like control, like he was the aggressor. He would he went for takedowns, pinned him up against the cage. Okay. Had a couple takedowns. I mean, it definitely what he didn't knock him out. It wasn't like a, a thorough ass beating. In the aforementioned highlight that i saw he was just getting his brains just bounced around yeah he got he he definitely lost the first round um but yeah he was the guy he was world champion twice uh suspended for epo which is one of the big boy ones that's the lance armstrong Mm, right that's not a burrito accident no uh nfl on deck we've got hall of fame game next thursday yeah nobody cares about that right now we'll get to nfl it'll take up too much of our time this fall you know some talks about two episodes coming back here soon keep an eye out for that uh, but only wanted to make note that uh, Deshaun Watson returned to the Houston Texans, showed up to camp, reported to camp, mostly to avoid a $50,000 $50, a day fine. Um, but bigger news out of that is the team finally agreed to trade him. Sounds like their price tag will be super high. Uh, somewhere along the lines of three firsts or five high-round picks, which I will say if I'm Tampa Bay, steep. Little, I'm all over it. A little risky for a guy who may not be in the league. 
I, if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm all over it. I can afford to not have him play for the entire year while this gets sorted out, and I don't need all these draft picks because they've got a fairly deep roster and, uh, you know, no better cover fire than, like, Tom Brady's exit in, in retirement to then hand it over to a 26-year-old three-time pro bowler. Do we know Do we know enough about these allegations nope. to risk that we kind just of know draft that there's a lot of them. Not for me to comment. I don't know. Right. I know there's 22. I we, know that we he being solicited like them the or IG. Yeah, just world. everyone. I don't think so. The next notable thing there is like Tony Busby or somebody reported like the fir- the earliest these things could go to court is like February. So it ain't happening. Okay. Um, I'll push through these next things really quickly. Mikey Williams, junior in high school, basketball player, 6'3", guard. Can't remember where he's out of. Probably some uh, huge school. But um, – Signed with the CAA, the uh, sports agent firm, junior in high school. We flirted with them. Creative Arts Agency. There you go. I'm glad you knew it. Uh, And also going to the Excel basketball program, which is kind of one of those basketball powerhouses. Rumored to be making about two mil off of uh, this deal. Junior in high school. Sheesh. And if that doesn't blow your mind. Gosh. Adam does uh, that shit. Also that occurred last week at the SEC Media Days, Nick Saban does it again by just casually mentioning that Bryce Young, who hasn't been named the starter, who's played like 20 snaps or something, maybe played in like nine games, but not a lot of uh, playing time, 20 passes or so, uh, has almost seven figures to date in, in what, endorsement money. In what context did he deliver this line? Was he s- In the context of, hey, recruits, you listening? Yeah, I mean, I, I, get, I, yeah, get, yeah. I get that. Um. On the other hand, I would be kind of worried about how this third-string guy feels about this, right? That's the whole problem with the entire thing. Right. I mean, that's one of the arguments against right. it. But Or the uh, – Hey, if I were them, I would simply or the get interior, better. Or the interior defensive lineman who's like really good but is not a quarterback and is not – No. You know, I'll buy your subway Raising Canes is not knocking down his door. <laughs> I'll give you some swaps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you think Bryce Young's got some swaps for the rest <laughs> He's of the team? He's got all the swaps. <laughs> so it's uh, interesting how the, the locker room dynamic might get a little contentious at times, but it is what it I've is. I've seen you in the locker room. You it's get not bag, fun. Man. Always popping me at the towel and big shit. Big locker room guy. Yeah. Welcome back, David. Glad to have you back. Thank Glad you. Glad we got sports. Olympic time. Let's run it back real quick. Oh, shit. You want to run it back? Do it. Was, run it back? Yeah, it's a short one today. Let's just Let's go. go. Run it back, of course, is a segment during which we talked about what we already talked about. Dylan is not the Greek leak. There's no reason to go to Oklahoma. Greek. <laughs> <laughs> Patty Mills does not play for France, but makes a mean King Ranch casserole. Okay. Dave continues to impress with his women's gymnastics knowledge. Thank you. Out of nowhere. They call Dave Gusher. Okay. Chief Wahoo was goaded, yet problematic. You said it, not me. Houston Texans, woaded mascot. And that concludes Run It Back. Thank you, Dylan. That was a really yeah. good one. All right, we'll be back next Monday. Uh, we had fun. We had fun. God, I've got a piece so bad, I murdered my thirst. Very cool. Bye. Let's go. Bye. Close. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.